0: Why Bitcoin, Bitcoin presents? presents. That's about it. Your weekly... Crap balls. Uh, try again. Right, here you go. Look, if you if you give the cop a finger with with no other provocation, I mean, you're it, it's it's like in a bar where you know you see the big the big guy at the end of the bar right with his big biker buddies, and you just give him the finger. You're asking for trouble. You know what I mean? Like I'm not oh, that yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. I'm you know. <laughs>
1: hello everybody and welcome back to the why bitcoin podcast the podcast where we question everything but mainly why bitcoin i'm your host my name is jeff and i'm joined here today by my um beautiful and understanding co-host doug doug how you doing
0: hello yes how are you today friend
1: I'm excellent. I'm all riled up, getting angry on the internet. Shouldn't be doing that, but did it in, instead.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it.
1: <laughs> I've been doing really good not getting angry on the internet, but uh, I got angry on the internet again because well, some people have different views stu- than me. <laughs>
0: there's a lot of stupid people on the internet. so
1: There is. Somehow I keep end up talking to one of them every week.
0: <laughs> That's so rude. How do they manage to find you?
1: How do we keep doing this? Uh, (laughs) What else do we say? If this is your first time listening to us, you can find all our other episodes at whybitcoinpodcast.com or search for us on Fountain. Search why Bitcoin with a question mark in the podcast tab and you'll find us there. Uh, Although we talk about financial stuff and things, this is not financial advice. We're just two dudes talking. Do your own research and buy as much Bitcoin as you can before the end of the world because maybe it's coming on saturday you think nukes yeah, saturday. yeah that's an
0: interesting thing <laughs> i i was disappointed jeff i have to admit i i turned to my wife and i said i gotta talk to my uh to my conspiracy theory nut guy i'll uh, i'll be right back and i pinged you with that and then you came back with buff kiss, man what's the steal i thought you were my i thought you were my tinfoil hat research department what's going on dude
1: I don't know why I just, I saw, it seems like that one came up at the same time for both of us. I haven't really had time to dig into it, but there's not much worth digging into. We might as well just kick back and wait. Th- then it's, it yeah, then it's fun because then if something does happen, then you can be the crazy conspiracy person that said, oh, I knew this was coming. Like, I'm not even a conspiracy guy, man. I just, that that's what's fucking weird about it. It's like, you just look at things and say, oh, this isn't what they said it was. This is different than that. And then you just speak your mind and people say you're a conspiracy theorist. Like some people still think we made it to the moon when obviously that never happened. But well, that so makes you... There's con- obvious about that.
0: But okay, we'll just keep going. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> so obvious.
0: <laughs> the problem I have with, with statements like that is that you, that doesn't compel anybody. It just makes you sound like a conspiracy theorist. I know.
1: I'm not just- a good conspiracy theorist. That's my problem. Yeah. Yeah, like you if, know you're what gonna, I mean? if
0: you're going to if you're going to shill a conspiracy, make it believable. Make me make me want to go over long for the ride. Don't just be that guy who's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, uh there's totally lizard people living in the center of the earth right now." But that's the thing. It's like I
1: I'm not interested in convincing anybody of it. It's just like, this is what I've found out and this is what I think and here's the video I watched, and you can choose to watch it or not. And if you don't believe it, that's fine. It doesn't bother... It's like the same with Bitcoin. It's like, hey, Bitcoin's going to take over the world. You should get some before it ends. Oh, you're crazy. It's like, okay, whatever. I don't care. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it's only worth talking to people if they're interested in it. If you want to live in a crazy world where you think humans landed on the moon, that's fine.
0: All right.
1: (laughs) But if you ever pique your interest... Okay, so,
0: all all right, I'll I'll bite. All right, what's the... What would be the motivating drive for the government to manufacture that?
1: Oh, it was... Uh, the space race was completely... So pretty much everything is economically driven. They needed to prove to uh, Russia and whatever that they had the ability to make it to the moon. They needed to pump money into the economy. They needed to get more... They needed to print more, so they needed a reason to do it. So they created the, the NASA, whatever the fuck. And then... Um, yeah, it's all money, man. It's all it's all about the money. That that's why Bitcoin is so important because pretty much every major catastrophe or major achievement, I guess if you call it going to the moon an achievement, uh, anything that's happened has been uh, orchestrated to keep the fiat money Ponzi scheme alive as long as possible. Like it all leads back to the money, man all the wars, all the, the moon landings, all the fucking viruses, everything. It's all about the money, everything. Like you can trace it all back to what was going on in the economy at the time, and then what happened to the money, and then what was the crisis and or achievement that was that was made. Like everything.
0: Hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> so so, so I, I guess like if you spend enough, like, I mean, for me personally, and if anybody's listening, I'm not really that all about Bitcoin. I'm more so all against fiat which is why I'm like all out of fiat and there's no other option other than to put your money into Bitcoin. If there was a better option, if something else came up that was like, this is better than Bitcoin. That's fine. I'll, I'll buy that instead. That's why I don't hold shit coins because none of them are better than Bitcoin. That's why I don't hold fiat. Cause it's not better than Bitcoin. Everything makes you a slave unless your money saved is in Bitcoin. That's why I do it. It's the only option we have to get away from a machine that's designed to destroy your life and control your thoughts and fucking tell you what to think and what to do with your time. So Bitcoin uh, just says, okay, you you did work. Here's some stats. And then you can trade those later for some stuff that you need. It's so simple and it's so beautiful. That's why I love Bitcoin. (laughs) That's, that's reason number 443. Why I love Bitcoin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. There you go. There you go. Friends leave your comments down below. Let's see what you guys think about Jeff's rantings. Anyways.
1: Listen, man, just just ask yourself this question. Why are there pictures of them on the moon and there's no stars in the background? And if you went to the moon and you looked at the night sky, don't you think it would be a memorable event? Nope, all the astronauts say, oh yeah, we don't really remember looking at the stars. And the picture of the moon is, or the picture of the earth from the moon, you can see them. They were holding up a black piece of paper with a circle cut out at the Earth from their spaceship that was a little bit elevated from the atmosphere to make it look like they were taking a picture from the Earth from further away. These are just a couple of the points. Okay, here, this is the last thing I'll say on it. There's a video called, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. Our good friend of the show, Diligent Ninja, sent it to me, and that's where I kind of went off on my, what ah, the hell so is This is about? his
0: fault, <laughs> son of a bitch.
1: It's all. It always comes back to diligent mm-hmm. ninja. Love the guy. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's uh, my best friend in Bitcoin. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. That's really
0: cool. Nice. <laughs> he had my back you again. We should do a so. podcast together. Apparently, apparently, two men doing podcasts is kind of a thing people don't want anymore.
1: I, I, I said, did. You see that
0: tweet? Please don't make any more podcasts with two. Yeah, guys. I responded to it. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's. What what did I say? I said, first of all, why would you listen to a crypto podcast? Second of all, what's wrong with two men? Also, make sure you check out my podcast with my (laughs) buddy. (laughs) It drops every Friday at 5 a.m. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. but uh,
1: I like your first point. Why would you listen to a crypto podcast? Mm -hmm. Dude, that's sweet. What I've been doing lately. Okay, the last thing. Here's the heartwarming story. Actually, this is heartwarming. Um, When we started the show, I wanted it to be a time capsule of our journey and to interview cool people that I'd be like, Oh, this will be fun to listen back to in the future. And, uh, I didn't know of very many other podcasts, but as of late, I've really started diving deeper into uh, John Ballas, po- John Ballis podcast. And I went back to like the beginning and he has episodes with H- uh, American Hoddle and BTC sessions, Ben and Matt O'Dell and Marty bent and uh, guy Swan from like 20, I don't know, a while back. And it's, an absolute pleasure to listen to. I highly recommend anybody that's new, like quote unquote new to Bitcoin would go back. If you're interested in any of those characters or just learn, want to learn about Bitcoin from not just a right now point of view. It's so interesting to go back and hear those guys' thoughts from a couple of years ago. It's it's really cool. So I'd recommend doing that.
0: There you go.
1: You should do it too. (laughs) You're a fan of HODL. Aren't you American HODL?
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. He kind of disappeared, so I don't know what he's up to these days.
1: Yeah, he gave gave up on Twitter because it got too crazy. He said he'd come back in the bear market, but he hasn't. But uh, like the the episode with him and Valis, it's like literally one of his first podcasts where he talked. And it's like them two meeting for the first time, which is weird because like now they're good friends. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah.
0: So You know what I was thinking about today? What were you thinking thinking about? We haven't had batters on in a long ass time.
1: Yeah. He's on the yeah. list for, uh, he's on the is list. We're gonna get, yeah. We were going to get him I this remember, summer, but I
0: remember enjoying his company. I thought he was very cool.
1: Yeah. He's, he's on the list for uh, people coming up because we were going to get him during the summertime here, but, uh, he's got a lot of shit going on. Cause he's got his house that he does. So he's says he has yeah. more time in the fall. And so I said, okay, I'll reach out in the fall. Okay. So I will reach out soon. Yeah. Batters is good, dude.
0: Absolutely. He was like one of the first people we had. I don't know. I was just I was just thinking about that today as I was kind of doing some work in the garage. I'm like, ah, we need to talk to batters. So
1: there's so many good people in Bitcoin. Yeah. The best, the
0: absolute. Best. There are some people that like I just enjoyed really talking to, though. You know, like it's <laughs> kind of
1: fun. <laughs> no, that that's just what but it they're is. They're
0: all good. Yeah. It's just you know, I don't know. It's Anyways.
1: good to have discussions with people that have differing opinions from yours or the exact same opinions as yours. That either of those types are not going to just give up, throw their hands up and not talk to you anymore. It's like, no, I actually want to hear what your thoughts are because I can tell you've put in some more than one second about thinking about it. You know, like
0: that,
1: that's, what's important when you're talking to somebody and, and they haven't, like, I don't know, you talk, you talk to somebody about the moon landing. It's like, okay, how much of, like, like, even you kind of making a little joke at me. It's like, how much have you thought about this? Well, I've thought about it a fucking lot, actually. And how much have you thought about it? You, you know, so now you're like, okay, well, maybe I'll just go research, see where his standpoint is, see if it matches up with mine. And then we can have a discussion about it rather than just, I don't know. Oh no, you're dumb. Uh, like, you know, it's just, I can't like, you can't talk you to You are fired people. up today, aren't you? There's a lot of stupid people, man.
0: I agree. I agree. Anyways,
1: okay. Um,
0: what do we do from here? Do you want to just jump jump into our topic? I don't even of the know day? where we go this week, dude. I, I want to. I, I just want whatever ride you're on right now. I'm just sort of the passenger, man. So whatever you want to go with, I I, I feel like. I feel like you got stuff to say, brother. You got some some well, let's, demons let's get into to exercise. So let's
1: get into the, this thought experiment, as you will. Okay, I'll tell the listeners, listeners, if you go back in uh, some of our episodes, Doug and I like to chat about what we think the world will look like post hyper hyperbitcoinization (HBZ), as we like to say. Um, we've done what have we done? education, entertainment, uh, medicine, uh, I don't know if we've done transportation. Um, We've definitely talked a lot about what the political landscape is going to look like, but today we want to talk specifically about um, cops and further than that, law, and what that will look like in a post-Bitcoin world. So you want me to open or do you want to open? No, go ahead, man. Go well, ahead. you're the one that suggested it. So I'm kind of curious what where your thoughts are at.
0: Oh, well, okay. So, yeah. Hold on. Let me just check my notes here with you. Oh, okay. There's notes. There's notes. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so I got pulled over yesterday. Oh, no, the other day. It was this last, last Wednesday I got pulled over. And uh, I didn't have the tags on my plates. Now, you all know my brother was going through cancer and this was his death month. This is the month he died. So it was really bad. And I had stuff going on with the Ren Fair and everything else. So it just kind of fell off the radar. They were due in July and they just kind of fell off the radar. Now it's, uh, what is this? It's September. So yeah, two months. They're like two months old. And the cop asked me, I'm like, yeah, had a lot of bad stuff happen, and a lot of busy stuff happen, and I'm, you know, and I, and I, I literally that morning I was like, oh shit, I got to get this done, and the, uh, and of course I have to have, um, uh, the emissions checked because of the stupid county I live in. You have to have your emissions checked before they'll even issue you tags, and they don't open till one in the afternoon. So I get pulled over at about, I was going somewhere at about twelve fifteen, and the guy's like, yeah, well. Yeah. So he basically, he writes me a ticket and I get infuriated because I'm like, you know, I just told you my brother died like two weeks ago. And, uh, this is, this is how you want to do this. You know, like, and and we're supposed to think you're the good guys. And I, I just was kind of losing it, honestly. And, uh, he's like, yeah, well, you're getting the ticket. And that's when I just totally snapped. And I just said, fuck you. Like literally out loud. I said, fuck you fuck you. And I just drove away. I took the stupid, I mean, he had already handed me the ticket. So I just, I had the ticket. I just drove away and I was just done. I was just done. And I got to thinking about it and I've said this before. I have never ever had an interaction with a cop that the state didn't force on me. Right. I've never needed a cop in 45 years. Maybe it's just because I live in, I've lived in rural America most of my life. I don't know, but like, You know, I got, uh, I've been into one brief altercation about two summers ago. Some kid jacked me in the mouth while I was sitting in traffic. That was interesting. But there were no cops around. And what am I going to do? I'm going to go talk to the cops about it. It's like, no, I'm just going to live my life. I don't need the cops for that either. So every interaction I've ever had with a cop has been at the behest of the state, essentially, Oh, your, your tags are missing or you're, you know, 15 miles over the limit we're driving or whatever, you know, never been arrested. And I just got to really thinking about it. And it's like, you know, in hyper Bitcoinization, I don't think people are going to pay for this shit anymore. Like we might pay for cops, but we're sure as fuck not going to pay to be harassed on a regular basis. You know, and that's really my, my first takeaway in terms of cops and, and HBZ is that I don't think the profession exists the same way. You know, I, I don't think there's going to necessarily be a, uh, a 911 system uh, because I just don't think that there's going to be this uh, national infrastructure of police work that's going to be there. You know, um, my take on it essentially is... It, if there's, let's say there's, let's say there's something violent, right? A murder or a shooting, let's say that doesn't result in a death or whatever it is. Just something, a bar fight. Cops generally just show up in time to clean up the mess. You know, uh, most bar fights I've seen, which haven't been tons granted, but they're usually either, either either handled by the people inside the bar at the time or by the staff that's been hired by the bar. Right. And it's usually some big burly dudes and they grab people by the collars and they whip them out and say, go fucking fight outside. So it's like, so you don't need cops for anything. And maybe I'm missing. That's that's usually what I try to do, Jeff, is I try to ask the audience, you know, or you, although you probably agree with me at this point. It's like, am I missing something here? Is there something we need the cops for that we can't handle on a private level or on a local level, you know? Like, I'm not against like, like localized cops necessarily, but it's like, and I, and I know that like for this country, you know, sheriffs are really important in terms of being sort of this last stand against, uh, the encroaching socialism that is, is exists, right? Because sheriffs are generally kind of, they kind of operate on this weird, they sort of have their own. I don't know exactly how they sit inside the structure of the law, but they sort of sit outside of a lot of it. So they kind of have free reign, like they're elected. uh, They're not appointed. So they don't really answer to anybody, you know, sheriffs. I mean, I mean, sheriffs specifically, um, they answer to the voters, you know, they answer to the constituency that they serve, which I like. Um, but at the same time, it's sort of like, I think a lot of charters for sheriffs would be, would be changed in HBZ. And I, I just, I, I, just don't see the need for cops in general, especially in small towns, because they're not, they don't do anything, you know.
1: Yes, I agree. I got a big <laughs> shit-eating grin on my face, like, ah, come into my anarchic web, Doug. Come closer, come closer. It's all bullshit. They're all useless. Yeah, man, fuck cops. Listen, um, f- for your story, yeah. I mean, they don't give a fuck about you. Cops are there to extract the wealth from the lower class. That's it. They're like, that's all they're there for. They're not there to help They're You're lied to about them helping. They they can deny, they can deny work if they go to a place that's unsafe. I mean, we have countless examples of that. I don't even want to bring any up, but like they don't have to do shit. They're only there to uh, stomp their foot and say, Hey, you're breaking some fucking random rule that says you have to give us all your money. Like, I mean we've talked about licenses and uh, you call them tags or stickers whatever it is like the updated yeah. every year that's what you're talking about right when you say tags yes yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 so it's like even that whole system is bullshit why do you do it cuz it's extracting wealth from the lower class so you can put a sticker on so that you can drive a car so that like
0: did oh, you forget really that's a fucked did, up thing
1: dude did you forget how to drive a fucking car no what okay. it, how yeah. much
0: does how right. much do the tags cost A 100 bucks 200 <laughs> 100 bucks why the tags cost me like $89, but the okay. ticket cost me twice that, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm going to have to pay almost $300 for this shit. It's all you know, and, for and nothing. You're, and you're for right, nothing. because... And I and I, I had the thought as I was driving away. I'm like, if I was like a judge or if I was somebody famous in the community, that shit would have... He would have just issued me a fucking warning. Not you're only... Abso- you're absolutely not, right, dude.
1: Not only that, it wouldn't affect you as much. Like, the, the tickets are uh, set by like a numerical monetary amount, $89, whatever it is to a working man. that's making say 20 bucks an hour. Okay. That's half a day. Yeah. That's half a day of work. Right. Mm -hmm. To somebody that's, uh, any given rich quote unquote richer person, they don't give a fuck. Like, um, I, I had a conversation with, uh, one of the guys I was working with before they were building, they were building a pool, in a backyard and they weren't allowed to put dirt on the street. And the guy put the dirt on the street and he's like, Oh, he wasn't allowed to do that. They, they charged him 5,000 bucks. I'm like, yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. It just means the pool costs $5,000 more. Like if, if money is no object, then, Oh, the pool costs 55,000 to put in. Now it costs 60. Who gives a fuck? You know, like these rules are just arbitrary and just like, The cops need busy work. I guess they run around saying, Oh, there's dirt on the fucking road. Better go give a ticket out. Oh, this guy's driving without the right sticker on the back of his car. Better give a ticket out. Okay. So I'm an asshole and uh, I got a ticket once. So a little view into who I am as a person. Every time (laughs) I have two funny stories about cops, actually, um, For a long time, whenever I drove by a cop, I would just put my middle finger up and just stare at them as I drove past because fuck the police. And then one time I'm driving, it's an empty road and I do it because I do it every time. And then the guy just fucking slammed on the brakes, U-turned, pulled me over. I'm like, what a fucking dick. And so he's like, and he gave me a ticket. And I was like, anyways, long story short, it was a bullshit ticket. He said I was driving like 50. I don't know, some obscene amount over the speed limit. I'm like, no, I I wasn't. I was doing nothing wrong. Oh no, I caught you going. I'm like, whatever, man, go fuck yourself. You know, like this is so stupid. Like I, I it's it's all bullshit. It's just and you can you can tell by the people that want to be cops, they all have um these greater there's a word for it but they've uh god complex i guess authority complex like there was a video on twitter the other day that came out i don't know if you saw it of this woman cop that uh did you see this one so she said
0: yeah yeah yeah, i saw it
1: okay so for anybody that didn't see it she's in her she's in her cop car and she's like if i'm driving down the highway uh get the fuck out of the way because i'm allowed to go 90 miles an hour and you're not so just get the fuck out of the way because i need to go fast and if you're driving and um if I'm behind you and even if you're doing nothing wrong and I'm there for a long time, I'm just going to find something to pull you over for because I can. So just get the fuck out of my way if I'm going fast, cause I can do what I want. Like, that's literally what you said. This is the type of people that become cops. Like, I don't know. I hate all cops. I think they're completely useless. I've thought this for a long time. I'm glad that, um, you're agreeing with this sentiment. I think there's absolutely no purpose for them in a Bitcoinized world. Um, to that, though, I think the solution is... I mean, you said it when you brought up the 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 bar fight scenario, right? Who actually takes care of problems? Oh, people that are paid to take care of specific problems. It's like bodyguards, you know? You pay these people to be your bodyguard, and that's their fucking job. What's a cop's job description? Like, most, most cops have quotas they have to meet for certain... Like, the cop right. that pulled... Yes. I'm sorry, I'm saying like a lot. I'm not trying to. But the cop that pulled you over today... Um, he didn't, or he might've just been like, oh, I need to fill my thousand dollars worth of fines for the month of September. And it's already the 20, whatever. So I better give this guy a big fat ticket. And then he goes back to his place and he's like, okay, well, I got uh, another 500 bones from the, f- from the public right. go me go. And that's yeah, all it's they're about
0: just, they're tax collectors at this point. They're- and it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was belligerent with him beforehand, you know, cause I can kind of get that. Like. Look, if you, if you pull a U and you give the cop a finger with, with no other provocation, I mean, you're, it, it's, it's like in a bar where, you know, you see the big, the big guy at the end of the bar, right. With his big biker buddies and you just give him the finger, you're asking for trouble. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that oh, yeah. guy, oh, yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking, I'm not gonna give the cops a finger. I just want to be left the fuck alone. Right. Like, that's my thing. And if they pull me over fine nine times out of ten i'm gonna be very polite about it and and just you know because like sometimes sometimes it's like hey you got a light out oh thanks man i didn't know that you know like it, it doesn't really bother me if they're gonna do that because most of the time cops are like hey you got a light out you should really fix that i'm just here's a warning get, just get it fixed it's like okay it's really none of your business but okay i appreciate it thank you whatever you know like i don't have to be a dick about it kind of a thing but this guy i was polite to him and he still issues me a almost two hundred dollar ticket, and it's like fuck you, dude. Seriously, fuck you. You know, hey man.
1: They're they're not the, the cops are not there to. Every, every city it seems like they have a different logo, like serve and protect or whatever, right? It's like they're not there to help you. They're not. They're just simply not. Well, and they, what
0: kills me, Jeff, is that especially in this country, I don't know what cops are like in Canada, but like in this country, we've always been. As a nation, we've been pretty pro-cop, right? And then this whole thing with, with, I mean, I think it is. I think as a nation, we've generally been pretty pro-cop. And I think that's historical. Now, recently. Okay, wait, hold on, hold
1: on. I want to debate that. I feel like being pro-cop, I feel like that's one of those topics like. That is very split. I think you might have um, what's the word association bias, because from where I stood, there was so many people against cops, right? So I think it's one of those things where if you're, like I don't know, pro guns, you only see the people that are pro guns and the people that are anti guns are a bunch of psychopaths. But if you see the other side, then you know. So I don't know. Uh, No, but the difference. uh, I'll I'll just I'll just say that I think it's split.
0: if you're going to if you're going to make that argument, I'm going to come back at you with pro guns is my right as a human being and anti gun is you hate human beings so fuck you. Pro cop generally used to be the cops are in the neighborhood, they're kind of, you know, they're helping people out, whatever. And if you were against them, you know, I mean, maybe there were some bad cops and there were some not maybe, there were d- always bad cops. There's always been bad cops. But on the whole, generally people took the idea of uh, it's they're they're not the they're not the rule they're the exception. I think that's a I don't think that's an unfair statement to make about most of America for most of our time as a country. Uh, it's definitely changed since George Floyd, right? I don't want to get into George Floyd, although we can if you want. I don't give a shit. It's we're season four, baby. It's just fucking shirts off. But uh, but like you know the whole the, the whole Black Lives Matter thing. It, it really. I don't know. It crystallized a lot of shit, you know? And for the record, I just going to say this black lives matter is a socialist movement. It has nothing to do with black lives. They don't, they don't care. It was weird. Using, man. What?
1: It was weird because I, I was listening to a podcast recently with, um, Isaiah. Oh, I don't remember what his last name is, but he's another Bitcoin guy, black guy and okay. Svetsky. And actually I think it was on Dallas show also, and Isaiah was talking about uh, BLM and it's like, yeah, there was, this is what, this is what I guess we're in it now. This is what the crazy thing is, is most people didn't know there was an, okay. So this is both me and you assuming what most people think, right? So
0: sure. Like, it's our, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. Yeah.
1: So I, I think most people didn't know there was an actual organization. It was just like a, a slogan that you wanted to show support for it, where in, in actuality there was a proper organization set up that people were sending donations to that that money was getting spent in um not ideal ways i guess i'll put it whereas for the majority of people that didn't know any better you know most of the sheep that are sitting around right now they just say yeah black people shouldn't be killed and i support that idea but they don't know all the underlying um organization that was going on behind the scenes of that whole movement i think that's where i got caught up too because you know what the the black lives matter thing was a big one of my big wake up moments actually when i was like you know fucking taking my goggles off from the matrix when everybody posted that black square do you remember this
0: i do i hated it
1: i like okay so i remember seeing that and I was like, why is every, this isn't going to do anything. This is weird. This mm. is, I'm not going to do this. What the fuck are you guys doing? Posting yeah, but it? if you don't, Jeff, if you don't, yeah, if you don't, and that's what it was. And I'm like, what, what the fuck are you guys racist. doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So that was one of my like, uh, yeah. Wake up moments of just thinking, hold on. Nobody here even knows what what's going on. You're just, it's like, Hey, do this thing, you know? And now you see it. I mean, now it's obvious. Put the fucking Ukraine flag in your profile, or uh, yeah, post the black square. I don't know. Yeah, it's the whatever the whatever whatever the current thing whatever the
0: current thing meme is. Also, back off the mic a little bit, dude. You're you're blowing out your mic. It's okay. Um. Um, So yeah, I I I mean, but my point is, I was going back to my point here is that that really blew the doors off of everything. Right. Initially, I was very much like. I want like all things. I want to try to be real and truthful and fair. Okay. And if you don't know the history of George Floyd, I strongly recommend you go look up his history and his criminal record. He was not a nice man. This was not, uh, some white cop just randomly picking a black guy off, off, off the street and then murdering him in cold blood. Um, that's not to say that doesn't happen just for the record. Cause we're definitely not monetized this round, even though we're not monetized at all. But, um, I'm just saying there's a lot to that, that particular interaction. And yeah. I, I wanted to, I wanted to be fair on both sides. I thought the, you know, the, the whole thing. So, okay. That, hold on. Let me, let spark, me say okay, one, okay. let me say
1: one thing because there, there's like, there's so much to that story, right? Cause and this is a lot of, I guess this is a lot of, he said, he said, she said shit. But as far as I heard that, that cop had interactions with George Floyd on multiple occasions and he didn't like him to begin with. And he'd been trying
0: to get him jailed and thought, you know, so I don't, I don't know. Man. Yeah, I don't, from I don't... I understand. From what I understand, they used to maybe bounce a nightclub together. Yeah. Something along those lines. Something and those they... lines. But I mean, the big thing is, is that the, the. I mean, if we really want to get right down into it, from what I understand, it wasn't the cop that actually killed him. It was the fentanyl in his system. The dude had like, uh, like crazy amounts, like kill a moose amounts of fentanyl in his system. And that's what did him in. And everybody knows that fentanyl is a fucking killer. And this dude was high as a fucking kite. And if you watch all of the video, I'm just going to say this, you don't have to like it. I don't care, but it's on video if you want to find it. There's like 15, 20 minutes of the cops dealing very nicely with George Floyd. He's like, you know, I, I don't want to be in the car. I, you know, please open the window. So they open the windows and then they try to put him in the car and he gets, I'm claustrophobic and I can't deal with it. Turn on the air conditioning. So they turn on the air. Like there's a lot of video of them really trying to acquiesce to this and i guess there's there's some missing video where i guess he gets violent i don't know or maybe i didn't see it i'm not sure but then we cut to the that whole eight minutes that everybody's seen everybody knows and that's all that got pumped out and it's like look i'm not saying the cop was a good guy i'm not arguing for that uh and i don't really want to argue for anybody in this case because i think it's a shit thing across the board i think i think honestly I think if I had my druthers, I would say that the cop is a piece of shit. And I think that George Floyd was a piece of shit. And do I believe that? Uh, I think that's it. That's a, that's what do I believe. Let want me to put my really
1: strong, uh, conspiracy theory hat on right now and tell you what's sure. what is, here's the interesting side of the story. If you just take a step back and say, what was he getting charged for? He was getting charged for counterfeiting a $20 bill. So once people recognize that and then see what happened to him, what does that put in the back of your head? Hey, don't counterfeit money. Don't fuck with the money. If you fuck with the money, bad things are going to happen. It's a, it's a little subtle, subtle hint that could have been pushed, pushed in that way to keep people. in To be
0: fair about that. Apparently it wasn't the first time he'd done it. And the shop owner, from what I read the shop owner had been scammed from him like three or four times, and he exactly. finally got tired of it. Yeah. And and in that last interaction, what happened was the shop owner said, give me back the cigarettes or I'm calling the cops. And that's when Floyd left on with the cigarettes. So like, I I hear what you're saying, and yes, Bitcoin probably would have fixed this because Floyd wouldn't have been able to get a counterfeit Bitcoin, right? But like, I, again, I, I don't think it's, there was somebody being hurt in the scenario like it's it's not just uh oh this was about this is about uh you know monetary hegemony and, and that they were trying to maintain the value of the dollar or something like
1: i don't I'm just trying you trying know, to keep people in line there. yeah i don't know
0: man i don't know but like, like, like somebody was that, doing my... something wrong like the, uh, like there's a lot can, of people you can hate okay, so... the, you can hate the system that we're in but it is the system we're in and if somebody fucks with you what do you do you call the cops you don't shoot them right and we could argue about the merits of that of that kind of a system where we just shoot counterfeiters I guess but it's like this is the system we're in Jeff like you got to deal with the system we're in well, and you, what happens if somebody's stealing from you you call the cops right if you're a shop owner
1: so this is good then man because uh it, let, let's question it right what what happens in a hyper Bitcoin is world and you kind of nailed it right on the head right away is first off you can't counterfeit money therefore the initial crime doesn't happen in the first place second off Mm -hmm. there's there's no cops to be called so if there's some sort of other or in our example there's no cops to be called so um what is the next option for the shop owner okay somebody came into my store they're stealing a pack of cigarettes i don't have anybody to call well the shop owner ideally has a, a, a private private security right? Like if you're, if you're a shop owner, then you should be prepared to like, you're holding a lot of merchandise. Nobody else is going to protect it except for you. So ideally what you do is if, if you want to protect it, you hire um, security of some sort to make sure nothing goes wrong. That again would have solved the problem because the hired security would have just, you know, picked him up, placed him outside. Cause you would hire a big dude as your security. Or somebody with a big gun, right? And then, uh, yeah, the the problem is solved again. Like the problem is solved twice <laughs> in, in HBZ. It's kind of insane. And no cops had to be called in this, and it's all done through economic um, reality. Of okay, well, you need. Well, to have I would
0: to tend to. I would tend to think that what's going to happen in HBZ is that you're going to have. See, I I really do have a hard time squaring the circle on. Large metropolitan areas operating in HBZ. And yeah, I mean, all, all together. Yeah,
1: all together. I agree. I, I don't think there's an. I think the fact that our, um, what did you call it? Large metropolitan areas have become a thing yes. is just, just a, um, part of the experiment of fiat. Like it just, you you're able to have all these crazy shops run for so long and. <laughs> all the like downtown you go downtown for the majority of it it's all um you know people pushing paper in uh offices and then there's a bunch like i I worked downtown toronto for a long time so there's a bunch of people in offices that push paper around and sit in front of a computer screen and then there's a bunch of shops for them to go to at lunch and that's it, right? So, all these lunch shops won't exist because there's not going to be any people in these big buildings because the big buildings don't need to exist because all those jobs go away. So, yeah, like ideally, I mean, it comes back to the idea that civil uh, societies will shrink in size simply by necessity of what is needed by the people that are part of that society. Like, you don't need these giant corporations, we don't need them right now. Like,
0: what are they doing? Nothing. Yeah. I just, like I said, I have a hard time. And so my point in saying that was that I think I, I don't see a world where, you know, the butcher and the baker and, you know, the, the pawn shop owner. Come on. Why didn't didn't you say candlestick right maker? I I know. I I was going to, but I'm like, no, I won't do that to the audience. I'm going to be cool. But like, I can't see a, I can't see a town you know, of uh let's say five to twenty thousand people, uh uh where everybody has security, right? Like that would be kind of silly to me. But I do see a community where like everybody kind of knows each other. And it's like, hey, um, I teach your kids at school and also I'm stealing from you. You know what I mean? Like I I can't I can't see that happening. Like there's a certain level of small towned bias that I have where it's like we don't have a lot of thievery in our town right in my small little town of like less than 5,000 because we kind of all know each other you know Or, or like we would it would get around really fast even if we don't and we don't all know it like I try to keep to myself mostly so I don't know a lot of my neighbors and everything but it's like a lot of these people do you know and I just don't see that kind of a world which is I think where, where Bitcoin works best is in those small personal relationships where you can have that discussion of like, Hey, uh, auto mechanic guy, I need this, you know? And he's like, okay, well, that's going to cost you half a million sats. Okay. Yeah. But all right. Really though saying, okay, it's 400,000 sats, You know what I mean? Like you can't, you're going to have like these interpersonal relationships. I genuinely think that Bitcoin is going to be sort of a renaissance for like human interaction in a way. And so I don't see this whole idea of like every person is going to hire their own basically bodyguard, you know? And so, so yeah. I, I just, I, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up because it's like, we're so used to this concept of everybody needs cops. Okay. So let's put the, why don't we do this, Jeff? Let's put the, shop owner aside for a second right or the 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 that sort of stuff let's talk about more culturally reprehensible actions and how do we deal with them in an hbz world okay, okay well, so I'm I, just want, you... I just want to, I just want
1: okay, to respond to what you're saying before the the small cities and stuff because this is what i was thinking about before and this is my answer to what it like what it would look like in a post hyper bitcoin world if if we're right and societies become smaller and there's just little towns around. Obviously, big cities exist. New York, Toronto, what have you. I think those places are going to become like desolate wastelands. But there will still be people in the cities, you know, scavenging around. And it will just be like, if you need to go into the city, then, th- I mean, that's what it is right now. There's r- rural fo- folk I hate that word. And there's uh urban folk. And if you need to go into the city, that's when you say, okay, I need to hire some backup. I need to get somebody. You go online. You say, I'm going into going into New York city. Who's who can I pay a million sats for protection? Cause I need to go get X thing from inside the city. And then it's just, you go in and you assume that everybody's strapped because everybody's protecting themselves. And in a world where everybody is, self-defending i mean i don't know i don't know what this is actually like i just see stories of it in like texas where (laughs) it says if everybody's caring then everybody's polite and i I, I tend to think that that it makes sense in my head so you go in you make sure everybody's like cool you hire somebody for the day to get into the city and you get out and those people that are in the city they live there because they get paid well and they kind of you know they know the ins and outs and they have their own little um organizations that they say okay we're gonna hold down this this part of the city if anybody needs to come in this is they'll call me for protection and i think it'd be pretty cool i think that'd be a pretty cool world to live in a little fallout Fallout three
0: situation <laughs> i was gonna say dude you this is either fallout or like escape from new york or something man like uh, well some-
1: i see some pretty terrible things happening in the future like when fiat fully collapses it's going to it's not going to be pretty. You know, there's going to be oh, I agree. a I lot agree. of like the riots we saw in whatever happened over the past couple of years are going to be jokes, right? So, there's going to be a lot more destruction that comes. Well,
0: yeah, because people aren't going to be fighting over ideas. They're going to be fighting to be over, fighting fighting over food.
1: food. Yeah, food yeah. and and sur- fighting to survive. I mean, we might right. see that this winter. We don't know. So, yeah so Uh, keep
0: an eye on germany it's going to be interesting to see germany exactly right they're really talking a lot there
1: but the people that are going to be okay are the people in the um the the rural areas of germany that have a little log cabin that they keep their house warm with firewood they'll be they'll be coasting you know anybody that's taking care of themselves now will be fine it's the people in said big (laughs) cities that are going to get fucked and it's going to get She's I'm going to say wild. this.
0: I'm going to say this again. I might've said this before. I don't know if I have or not. Jeff and I are are kind of doomsday types. I, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's what makes us kind of good friends, but it seems to work for us. So screw you. Don't judge us. This is how we are, but <clears throat> excuse me. I will say this just for everybody listening and maybe you're have an inkling of what we're talking about and that's fine. I'm going to tell you this. This is my theory on, on, on the end of the world definitely set yourself up like it was going to be a zombie apocalypse right um so like germans should definitely those ones out in the rural rural sidescapes or whatever they should not have big fires they should definitely keep keep a low profile especially this first winter um you don't want to attract attention to yourself Because that's when the hordes show up at your door and they could be alive or they could be zombies. I don't know. I just, I've given a lot of thought about what would happen in a zombie apocalypse. Um, because I think that there's a lot of lessons to be learned from it and we have really gone off the deep end on this one, but fuck it. I'm kind of enjoying it. So, um, case in point, everyone that you know is going to flock to warmer areas, especially in the wintertime. Places like Florida, the southern coast of of, uh, of America, uh, Canada, I guess. I don't know what you guys are going to do. You just hosed. But uh, those are the places I'm going away from if shit hits the fan. You know, I'm going to colder regions and I'm prepping to, you know, have the wherewithal to survive the colder regions. Fuck the warmer regions, man. That's where everybody's going to be. So you're talking... You're talking crime. You're talking on a massive scale. You're talking illnesses on a massive scale. You're talking hunger on a massive scale, all in those southern warm regions. Why? Because people aren't thinking right now. They're just. It's going to be zombie like like because
1: sorry it's gonna be zombie like because i mean you already see zombies they're walking around with their heads down staring at their phones not knowing what's going on in the world and then they're gonna wake up with their eyes staring straight forward and say i need food and this is, instead of saying brains are gonna say i need food and they don't know how to do anything i mean a zombie doesn't yeah. know how to do anything so they don't know how to cook they don't know how to find they don't know how to hunt they don't know how to find food they don't know how to do anything all they know how to do is find other people that they hope they can steal from so they're not going to be stealing your brains but they'll be stealing your whatever you're going to be stealing your
0: intelligence your life energy exactly right so zombie Mm -hmm. apocalypse is coming for sure but it's okay there you go zombie apocalypse confirmed here on why bitcoin sorry so anyways i just want to say that guys like like I know, I know the zombie trope has been played out in movies and video games and everything else, but like there is something to it. They've been something to it when it comes to thinking about how would you react in that scenario? So I'm not saying there's going to be zombies. So calm down. I'm just saying. I'm saying there is absolutely is. Okay. All right, Jeff. That's fine. Uh, Anyways, where are we at? So should,
1: do you think, wait here, here's my question. Here's my question.
0: No, I was going to give you two scenarios, and then we have okay. To but do I have them. a quick
1: question. Quick question. Okay. okay. So you're in a zombie apocalypse. Uh huh. What's your first thing you do? It's not going to be call nine one one because a cop is not going to help you. So therefore, again, we proved cops are useless. Like at the end of the world, the cops ain't going to do shit. I, I just no, I don't know. I I really want to hit that point home that cops are fucking useless. I I I'd love for somebody to explain to me why like what purpose cops serve other than to extract wealth and ruin your day. Like th- that's all I can see them doing.
0: Yeah. I, I've, I've tried really hard and I really cannot come up with any scenario I've ever had with a cop where I'm like, wow, I'm I'm really glad that happened. That's really, <laughs> that's really great. You know, glad, like, glad you just, were here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, but I've had, a, have had a couple of scenarios where it's like, like uh, I, I could go into a million just really stupid. I won't do it. It's even fine. all right. You, so, but but okay. here's the thing, though, Jeff is there's got to be some sort of law, even in pure anarchy. There's got to be some sort of law. Yes. Okay. So so my question then let's let's do this game. Two scenarios. Number one, someone is murdered. Okay. Number two, just some somebody is being reckless. Okay, very, two very, where somebody could get hurt, let's say. Let's say there's a dude in your neighborhood and he always fucking just, he blasts through your neighborhood at like a 100 miles an hour. And there are little kids in your neighborhood. Right? Two very different scenarios. I'm not saying we need cops for them, but we need something for them. So, because that's not, like, if those things are just allowed to happen, you don't have a society. Like, you can't function. Mm-hmm. Right, that's my mm-hmm. that's always been my worry. Is that I don't want to always have to worry about the four corners of my property. I'd like a little bit of social cohesion. So, explain to me how that happens without cops.
1: Are are we saying just without cops, or are we saying in a post hyper Bitcoinized world?
0: Well, for me, they're kind of both. So,
1: okay. Well, here. Okay, so the guy that's speeding. I mean, if, so how do I say this? You have to assume this, this situation that you're in is a Bitcoin situation where everybody's transacting in Bitcoin. You only have so much, you can only earn so much. If some asshole is driving around at a hundred miles an hour on the side streets, nobody's going to hire him. Nobody's going to give him any Bitcoin. Eventually he just simply runs out of money, right? Like, isn't that what happens? He just runs out of money and then he'll either need to sell his car for food and or play nice so that people will sell him food. Like that that's how I see it happening. I mean, if you're not cooperative, so
0: you're, you're of, the, you're of the belief that a passive, um, a sort of a passive aggressive stance by Bitcoiners will weed out those kinds of people. That's I think you if, if
1: you're not cooperative in a society that's trying to be cooperative then you'll be outcast from that society and if you continue to disrupt that society then the people that are cooperating together are going to come together to deal with said person and I think again they'll be uh, high like
0: they'll be properly hired well, security let me, let me, that will take care me... of those people. They'll they'll be, they'll be. No, no, no. Okay. So that's a different scenario. Now stop for a second. Okay. Stop for a second. Because you just, you just went from, we're going to just passively let the problem take care of itself to we're going to hire security. Now those are two different. Thoughts. I think it's,
1: I think it's the first one. And then the second one, I think,
0: I think. So my problem with the first one, we'll just start there. Okay. Is shit. I just had it and I kind of lost it. Mm. god damn it jeff you just keep talking sometimes okay Okay. so my
1: my situate my my answer was that if they're not cooperative in a cooperative society okay that's what it was
0: that's what it was hold on your suggestion that we'll all just live the same way essentially right because we all want to get along what happens if you're in a and we just talked about it let's say your society that you're in suddenly decides well everyone needs to have a black lives matter flag on their front lawn and if you don't well then we're not going to trade with you we're not going to do stuff with you you know like well that is just, happening guess, right
1: now that happened to our world
0: what are you talking about if you don't have a fucking it's vaccine, not, you can't it's, go it's into not a good i know no, it's, it's not, not good. good we don't agree with that exactly so, so my point is, start... is, is I want to live in a world where everybody's free to do what they want, mm-hmm. but also their freedoms end at my property and at the at the safety of my children, essentially, right? And like, okay, I get okay, it, dude, like okay, okay, uh, I get sorry, what you're I'm about gonna... to say. I there wasn't quite done. I get that you know safety is my responsibility, but if somebody's like, okay, let's say he's not just driving. Let's say he decides he's going to put a shooting gallery in his backyard, but he only he only lives on a fucking half acre, right? Like, but he likes to take his twenty two out and he likes to plink cans off of his uh, off of his um, his fence line or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, am, am I supposed to? And my house is behind his little shooting gallery. Am I supposed to just make sure that my house is lead lined and uh, I keep my kids indoors at all time? Like that. I mean,
1: you're you're literally okay. You have to realize the person that you're describing that does that is a fucking psychopath. Like straight up, that's a psychopath that would do that. No so, rational person would set up a shooting gallery in their backyard that aims onto another child's backyard. My uh, th- th- that's point number 1 is that you're making a very extreme case. So let's just
0: agree there. Secondly, no, um, let's not agree there. Let's pause right there because okay. what we're seeing right now, Jeff is an entire generation of psychopaths being <laughs> raised. <laughs> like maybe it's rare for this generation, the generation I grew up in, the generation you grew up in, but we're literally talking about millions of people coming up in their twenties and early thirties that have no concept of another human being existing on the planet. Like, I see a, an entire world full of these people.
1: Like, but, but that's where we come back to the idea of you want to head to the cold when things get bad and those people are going to head to the warmth because they don't know any better. Oh, they're sure. Stupid. But what I'm talking
0: about is... I. I mean, it's all theoretical, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying but, to here. I have, like, one, I have one I, I, more like point. We have, we have people who are assholes right now in every neighborhood. If you, if you own property at all, like if you own a house or hell, even if you rent, I guarantee you there is a neighbor you don't like, like there just has to be right. Like there's a, maybe you don't actively dislike them, but they annoy you in some way, right? They do something. They, they play their music too loud or they do whatever. Like, how do you, how do you deal with those types of people without just like stomping over and beating them in with a baseball bat. You know what I mean? Like I am trying to find a a plausible, peaceful solution in a hyper Bitcoinized world, especially when it comes to law. And I think that law is we've had law forever. Law is not just a fiat thing. All right. The code of Hammurabi was, way before fiat existed okay like law is not just a fiat invention what we've done with it in this country i agree with you a hundred percent but like uh the charter from uh fucking the pilgrims and stuff they, they had no fiat there was no fiat when the pilgrims arrived here but they had laws they had rules right so okay, like so
1: the, did, i think here i have missing a um Major point of anarchy: Anarchy is not no laws. It's rules without rulers. There's still laws. There's still things you need to follow. It's just that there's no head at the top of it keeping it in order. It's the theory that the system, that the the participants of the the society will keep those laws in order, like in Bitcoin, or like 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 when you're at the mall and people just don't randomly fucking walk into each other. They most people walk, if you're going this way, you walk on the left and you walk in this way, you go on the right. It's just the sense that there's, there's rules in place that everybody kind of adheres to, but nobody is at the t- Like, you're not, you're not just randomly walking into people at the mall because there's the fucking mall cop there telling you not to. You're doing it because you're not a moron because you, you know the, the rules of walking around a mall. Um You're not, dry. you're so... I think this is where you disagree with me, but I'll just say it anyways. You're not driving slow down your street because the law says so. You're doing it because you are aware there's other children that drive in the neighborhood. It's like there's kids that play in my neighborhood. I drive slow when I'm driving around my streets. Uh, in <laughs> Here's a funny thing. In Ontario, there's stop signs fucking everywhere. In Alberta, there's, like, there's no street signs. It's kind of cool but everybody just knows because it's common sense. Like, Hey, this, okay, there's a four way intersection in my little sub section of housing that I'm in. There's no stop signs. It's just, you know, that this is the main street. So this, these people go first, keep an eye out and make sure you don't drive into people. And it works not because there's some cop standing on the corner doing it. It works because people have, I don't want to say common sense, but people just <laughs> understand the rules of the road. Um, And just, so yeah, so you're not, you're not, you're not not speeding because of the law. You're not speeding because you understand that you don't want to hit a kid because if you hit a kid, then, you know, people are going to get mad at mad at you. Um, my, I just want to say one more thing about your example of the person that was speeding down the road. Uh, you also have to ask yourself, why was that person speeding? And did they hit anybody? Maybe. They were in a rush to get somewhere and they saw that there were no kids on the road. Therefore, they were going way faster than they should have on that road, but there was no harm done. So is there really any victim there? No. So is it a crime? No.
0: No. I mean, legally, you're right. If there's no victim, there is no crime. I believe that. But at the same time, the potentiality, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. like look, kids are dumb, right? And maybe he doesn't see the kid. Maybe he's in such a hurry. The point is, there's a bunch of maybes. Yes. Um, and so, so, obviously, then you go to the, okay, well, what if there is a victim, right? What if, you know, little Johnny chases his ball out from behind some garbage cans, and dude is, he's late for a meeting, and he's texting or something, and he's speeding, and he flattens little Johnny. Well, now what do you do? How do you, how does that get resolved? I'll just leave it to you. That's just the question. How does that scenario get resolved in a post post law or anarchist hyper Bitcoinized world? What are you going to do? You're going to say, oh, we just won't do business with him anymore?
1: I'd, I'd still say it's not post law, just to
0: verify that. It's not post well, law. Well, you've been kind of to- fuzzy on that part. And I want to pin you saying, down. I'm on saying it there's
1: r- it's rules without rules. There's law without rules. Who makes the rules? Who decides there- the rules? They're just in place, put in place by, I I need to do,
0: they're just understood. It's like these. We just established the world is full of psychopaths and the rules that you think are understood. I guarantee you there's somebody in your town right now that wouldn't understand the rules. Yes, I agree. Okay. So what do we do do about those people as a, as a society, as a small society, let's say as a small group of people who have a little town. How do we do this? We have, you can't, you you can't just hand wave this shit and be like, oh, well, everybody knows how to walk in a mall. No, they don't because there are, there are, I (laughs) I mean, like, so you can't just hand wave on this shit, man. We have to think it out. And that's part of the, that's part of the, this show is we we're trying to talk it out. So I'm not accusing. I'm just saying, yeah, I think people who makes these rules, right. And how are they enforced? Because if they're not enforced, they're not rules. So like, I, th- I think just, I don't know, yeah. social suggestions, I guess, mm-hmm.
1: which is what we have now. Um, but y- y- a Bitcoin as eyes. The world is going to force people to become more responsible for themselves and being responsible for yourself is being responsible that you're not going to hurt anybody else. And if somebody like, right? Like that, that's our, all of our goals go out and I'm going to go drive my car today. I hope I don't squish little Johnny. Like, I think we all agree that that's a good goal to have for the day. And if that's not your goal, then, then you got to get a little bit has that
0: goal. And, but okay, flip that, flip that script. Then what happens if it's a total accident,
1: you know, like, yeah, that's a tough one, right? So what, what does happen if it's, an, uh, what, what happens if it's an accident? What happens? I guess. He's still,
0: he's still, somebody's kid's still dead. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, how does that get resolved?
1: No, That's it, what I'm saying. Is that, never, and, and listen, resolved, I'm coming at this from the standpoint
0: that we don't need cops. I agree with that. <laughs> yes. You got me that far. I totally agree. Cops are not the answer. I am going to say though, I still think, especially in small communities, I don't think that we need a federal jurisdiction on things necessarily. I think most things should be kept in house, so to speak. And, but there does, there needs to be rules. And I think, I think personally, I would be very comfortable with a rotating set of rulers, much like the founding fathers originally envisioned. The concept of the founding fathers was you go work, you go do your life, but then you serve the public by becoming the leader for a short time. I think that's a very good way to do things because everybody kind of gets a turn to do it. So they all understand like the pros and the cons of being a leader and the responsibility that gets balanced out between the power you have. That's the way it should go. And I think that's fine because I think a society should be, I think every society should be allowed to determine what the rules are. You know, if your society says, well, everybody has to fly black, fly black lives matter flags. That's not the society for me. But go ahead and do that. That's fine. I'll go find a different society. That's cool. Well,
1: that's what it is. It's go find a different society if you don't like the rules in the one that you're living but in. But the rules still have to
0: be stated. You can't and 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 you can't you can't change the rules midstream. You know what I mean? Like there has to be a proceed you can't just suddenly have a bunch of people go, "Okay, we've never done this before, but now everybody has to do this." No. That's the tyranny of the majority then. Yeah, or the, that, or maybe it's a tyranny now. of the minority. I don't know. It's a tyranny one way or the other.
1: That, you know? Yeah, that's what's happening right now. Is just random rules are put in place that you have to yeah. follow. Yeah.
0: So so we can't we can't duplicate the rules of or the the ways of the old, the ways of the now in the future. Because the ways of the now are failing. No, absolutely. We both agree there. Absolutely. So, because I'm going to make the argument right now, and you might even agree, we basically have an anarchist system at this point, right? It's yes. really not a. It's not. It's it's anarchy for everybody that isn't a ruler, essentially. Yeah. You know, they're they're like like I live not that far away from Kenosha. Two years ago, that city burned. Nobody stopped it, and the funny thing is, no one's been prosecuted for it. Not a single person has been prosecuted for the loss of life, the loss of of, of productivity, the loss of jobs, the loss of homes. Now, whose, Nothing fault has been, whose fault is well, it? Who should be in well, jail? It's the fucking people who did it. Like, if you burn my house down, either you owe me a new house immediately or you go to jail. There's got to be retribution. If there's somebody that's been wronged, right? That's what all law is predicated on is this idea that like you said if there's no victim there's no crime well if there's a victim there's a fucking crime so somebody needs to figure out how that works in an anarchist system for me to be comfortable with it because right now you know it it, is is it well you ran over my dog so i get to shoot you well no that's not commensurate that's not fair okay well who determines that maybe i really love my dog you see what i'm saying like there has to be some rules in place. There has to be. be. There's a. There's got to be a system where those rules are generated and adhered to, because otherwise they're not rules that anyone gives a shit about, and it really is just the fucking wild west. Mm-hmm. And I we didn't mean to go down this road, but I guess we did. So here we are.
1: That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is like, what is, what is your solution? <laughs> because I I haven't figured out a better one I- other than. At this
0: point, I think that small localized governments, with a mandated rotating um, uh, tenure, is is the best way to go.
1: But we've already seen that happen time and time again, and it always leads to corruption.
0: What we well again mandated tenure, right? You get four to eight years. Who mandates it? The person in charge. charge. We don't roll down by your definition.
1: By your definition, no. it's the person in charge that mandates it because somebody is the head of it. S-
0: Correct. Somebody, somebody has enforce to to the, the law. Exactly. Enforce so the law. Yes. One but person in terms is of the in charge of, that. of the law. In terms of the creation of the law, see, and this is this is how our system works in this country. Theoretically, the way it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to work is that is that the Senate, the legislature of anything, right, the town, the the state, the, the country, is supposed to make the laws, and then the executor. So the mayor or the governor or the president is supposed to enforce those laws. And then we're supposed to have a judicial system that sort of like kind of plays referee on on both of those things. Like, did you was this law a good law or was was your execution of this law a good way to execute the law? Like that was the way it's set up. And it it does. It did work for a very long time. The problem comes in when we start to ignore the way the system was set up i'm sorry i'm still a constitutionalist i still believe that we can all agree on a set of rules and then we need to have an executor that enforces those rules the problem is is we've done stupid things like we've let the legislature exist in you know in its human form for 50 years so you have a legislature a legislator that is suddenly He's more interested in getting reelected because he can get stuff for being reelected as opposed to making good law. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's, there's a lot to that idea of you go and you be a legislator and you make some laws with your, your cohort of legislators, but then you go back and you live under those rules. That's a huge factor. We have a society right now where the people making the rules don't live under the rules. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, I, I, really do think we need some rules, like some basic, cause I, I don't trust the good na- the, 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 goodness of humanity. I've seen enough badness of humanity to go. I don't really want to trust it. I would like some rules, please. You know, because I just, I, do, I don't, I don't see it, man. I don't see the common goodness of pe- I see goodness in some people, but I see some real awful shit in other people and I don't want to be subject to that. So here I'm saying,
1: I absolutely see what you're saying. And you know what I was just thinking of while you're talking is this is in the fiat world, we've been kind of subjugated to play out specific um, experiments of how politics work. We didn't really have a choice In a Bitcoin world. I really see a lot of experiments playing out simultaneously. Like there'll be the anarchist society of, you know, West side America. There'll be the democratic Republic of the Southern states. There'll be a monarchy in the North and there'll be, you know, and there'll be democracy in the East and all these things will happen in real time playing out. And we're going to see what, like all every single type of political, um, uh style i guess is simply an experiment monarchy anarchy democracy all this shit it's just let's see how it plays out and democracy's been playing out for a little while and we see that it kind of fails monarchy played out for a long time it worked for a long time but it got taken over by democracy anarchy works on small scale but after i don't know i don't know i actually saw somebody tweeted out there's a <laughs> case study for an anarchy thing that I'm going to read about and see see how it's working out.
0: But I just need to correct you for a second because this country was not set up as a democracy. If you read the founding fathers, they hated the concept of democracy. A democracy has, all, de- yes, no, it's a representative republic. Oh, okay. That's a big difference. Uh, so yes, there is a there is a facet of democracy involved in the system, but it is not a democracy. At least that's the problem, is that it wasn't a democracy, and then it suddenly became a democracy because the people let it go to that. Mm. That's the failure. That's the failure of the people. That's the failure of the American experience, is that people got lazy. And instead of holding their representatives accountable, they decided, well, I got Mm. mine, so I'm good. And that just happened over generation over generation to the point where now we don't have that anymore. don't have a representative republic so i just i just wanted to hit that point because it's it's an important distinction for me because that's kind of my argument is that i believe in representative government but not democracy in a pure like a pure democracy kind of a thing
1: so this is this is what kind of makes me curious is maybe these aren't choices that a civilization chooses to to be a part of. Maybe it's just a cyclical thing that happens over time. Maybe anarchy starts, monarchy comes from that, and then democracy comes out of that because it's just a natural order of things like... There's no rulers, and then one person stands up and says, I'm a king, and then the people bow down, and then the people say, hey, fuck the king. We're going to vote in somebody else and take the king down. The people will be in charge, and then the people are in charge, and they eventually destroy themselves, and then anarchy comes in again. I just kind of thought that theory, th- theory out in my head, and maybe that's what it is, man. Maybe it's just cyclical. So maybe that's why people don't – And and I mean – the cycle could just be over stretched out over a very long time. Like how long was? Uh, I mean, there's still countries that have kings and queens. The Queen of England, or whoever it is, had rule over Canada, Australia, all the Commonwealth countries for an X amount of time until it was taken over by democracy, and then uh, the England rule was just kind of symbolic because the people decided that the, the Queen didn't matter anymore.
0: Right, right, right.
1: So I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm just well, kind of playing that out most of my head. Maybe societies, If I cyclical. remember
0: history, I think most societies, you know, organized societies collapse after about 250 years. Exactly, which right. is why, yeah, I th- I think that's about the number. I could be wrong on that one, but yeah, I think I think what happened, but but the thing of it is, is that, and this is where Bitcoin might be able to short circuit that, is that you hit on something that works. Right. For a society for a long period, 250 years. And what ends up happening inevitably is that decay starts to inject itself into the system. You get monarchs that are inbred or just super tyrannical or they've been lived. They've been raised under such privilege that they don't understand what it's like to be a common man anymore. And so they they end up just abusing their 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 subjects or whatever you get. uh, You get democracies that eventually become tyrannies because it's that's what democracies do. That's why the founding fathers hated them because they just become tyrannies. You end up with a majority and then the only way you survive is by sticking with the majority. And then and then it's just basically one one thought rule kind of a thing. And so I think Bitcoin might short circuit a lot of that because you can have let's say you have an an evil monarch who abuses his citizens. Well, how does he maintain his power if he can't get any of their money? You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could take their lives, but you know, if you, if you you're a principled person, you, if you're a principal person, you just say, no, you can't have it. Even if you take my life. And then that, then if enough people do that and they would, because it is such a precious commodity, it's not fiat that can be, you know, just printed a bunch more then suddenly that King loses a lot of power very quickly. Same thing with democracies. If the, if the majority is going in a direction, um, that isn't necessarily the majority it's just, uh, you do what we say because we're bigger than you. Well, then that also sort of, that's basically the same kind of argument of a monarchy is like, well, no, I'm just not going to give it to you. And now what are you going to do? You don't have any funding. Perfect. So, so I what, do what's think the best there's an option a,
1: there, Doug. <laughs> what's the best option? Know, there? Cause
0: I don't, I don't think anarchy is any better. Okay, okay. No,
1: this is the thing, okay? I, I really like what you said there about the, the monarch can only hold their power through uh, having the majority of the wealth, same with the democracy holds its power by having the wealth. The only reason that um, any governmental powers and still in power today, the government of Canada or the states, whoever whoever it is, is because they control the money. And when they control the money and they inflate the um the value of that money away what happens is the wealth gap gets bigger and bigger so the people that are poor get poorer the people that are rich get richer that gets so extreme to the point where the people that are so poor have to revolt what's interesting is that in a bitcoin world that inflation can't happen so therefore the wealth gap doesn't expand as much now they'll still be a poorer class and a richer class naturally because there'll be people that are better at um creating value and there'll be people that are worse at creating value but the interesting thing is there'll be the middle class will be um somewhere in, the middle class will still be existent and um everybody in the system in that economic system their value the money that they hold uh goes up in value over time as the whole of the society becomes more valuable therefore um the people that are rich get richer the people that are middle class get richer and the people that are poor get richer as well which we've never seen before in any civilization ever so it will be very interesting and if nobody's getting poor then i mean obviously people are gonna lose all their bitcoin and have nothing so i know Uh, you you have to stop at certain points because you can keep extrapolating further and further. But for my example, everybody's accruing value over time. Everybody's working because they need to produce value in order to eat. And so long as you have your needs met, you don't have any reason to revolt. And so long as you have your needs met, you have no reason to seek greater power either. So both ends of the spectrum are just kind of balanced out. Maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking yeah, this same right? I mean, Like, why why does somebody that, choose to I, become I, a monarch? Why does somebody choose to overthrow you know, the government?
0: See, because honestly,
1: because people money
0: see. money is not about being wealthy, money is about power. People are innately drawn to being powerful. It's it's just the nature of human beings. Somebody isn't going to want to rule just because their their needs. I mean, come on, dude, like. Do you think Joe Biden in fifty years has ever missed a meal? Do you think he's ever had to worry about a flat tire or a cop pulling him over or not being able to make his mortgage? His needs are fucking met, dude. Mm -hmm. But he wants to be a ruler. He wants to rule. And and I'm not singling out Joe Biden as like I'm not trying to be, you know, anti. You're just saying any
1: any given any
0: given yeah. Justin Trudeau, same thing. Do you think Justin Trudeau has ever had to worry in his short life? About any needs he's ever had, but yeah, he's but they're, had, seeking, they're you know, seeking out more wealth. Like Justin Trudeau's, no, they're seeking out more power, dude. Human beings are innately drawn to power. that's, yeah, but, what they, that's why it's. Look, but the
1: only way you get power is by having the ability to control other people. The only way you can control other people is through having yes the, the money to tell them what to do.
0: But but, right. but just because just because people just because people use money right now to get power doesn't mean they're going to stop wanting power just because they don't have money. Like it's innate in the system. So we do need to, I think not be pie in the sky about this idea that Bitcoin is suddenly going to solve the human condition. No, I agree people with that. Are I'm not saying be assholes like, like it will help with the incentive structures. Definitely. But I do, I do think we need to, I didn't mean pine pineskite like I wasn't saying that about you specifically. I was saying that as a generality. Um so I I just think that people are still people and they're going to be assholes, they're going to be power hungry. There. I mean look, please Okay. okay. Yeah. There, no, wait, no, no. Let me say this point. This is a perfect fucking example, okay? We had people during the quote unquote pandemic, okay, that had never had an ounce of power in their lives. And they loved the fact that they could rat out their neighbors for not wearing a mask or not being vaccinated or not doing the right thing because it gave them a little bit of power, dude. It did. It was not a financial incentive at all. It was just about being more powerful than my fucking neighbor. I can stick it to Nancy because she didn't wear her mask when she picked up her kids from school the other day. That's all it was about. So this idea that somehow Bitcoin is going to fix that kind of mentality. I don't, I don't think that's realistic.
1: Okay. This is, this is how it fixes it because this is the thing. Okay. So, so so-and-so that ratted out Nancy. Okay. Hold on. Let me kind of lay this out. I think there's people that seek power. We both agree to this. There's people that seek power because they want to have power over people. I think on the flip side of that, there's people that want to be ruled. There's people that simply want to be told what to do and people that don't want to have any responsibility for themselves that just want to be told, okay, go here, be here, do this. And, and so be it. And the people that are in power be like, I'll feed you. And then they feel good. And you've never been able to escape that system until now. Now with Bitcoin, you can just say, okay, you guys play your game over there. Go fuck yourselves. I'm going to go play my game over here where I'm just going to not have a ruler. I think Bitcoin doesn't, um, eliminate that system. It just gives you the option to not play in their game. Whereas with, um, any fiat that we're living in, in your country or my country, you have to play the game because you have to use their money. So you have to be ruled by their rulers. Otherwise they take away your ability to provide for yourself. If you play a completely different game altogether, parallel, parallel of their system, then yeah, it still exists and the rulers are happy because they're powerful and the slaves are happy because they're being told what to do and you're off by yourself doing your own thing and i think that's what's the most important is just the ability to leave and not have to regard any of the things that are going on in the fiat madness of the of whatever whatever ruling whatever the ruling class wants to do with them they can only rule you if they can control your money, your food, your energy, your shelter, your water, your basic needs. If they can't control any of that, then they can't rule you. If you have a way to access water by yourself and hunt for yourself and clothe yourself and shelter yourself, then nobody can rule over you. They, they just can't. And I guess, I guess your argument to that would be like, oh, yeah, they can. They can come knock on your door and fucking put a gun in your face. So then the answer to that is, move away and make yourself expensive to the tyranny where they don't want to come to where you are because you're too far away and they have fun ruling all their little minions in their crazy psychopathic way. And you can live your life alone in peace with
0: Bitcoin. Okay. That makes sense. I I didn't say it didn't. I just, just let me finish. That's all. So, so, did we figure it out? No, I don't. I, I can't disagree with it entirely. I mean, I I'd like caveats on that, but but I think we've beat this horse enough for right now. So I think uh, I think we can we can move on. All right. This is not at all where I thought we were going to go. This is this is how we do it, though, friends. Sorry. Are, are I, had you... a, I had a list of things I wanted to talk about, and then Jeff was like, "Nope, well, no, we now <laughs> we we, still, we talked about the cops. We talked about the law."
1: I don't, I don't. Oh, yeah. You know. uh, to the last point. That's fine. We can talk about that at any time. Okay. This an- anarchy um, debate will be ongoing um, series of our show. I'm sure because we have a lot of guests that come on that are uh, anarchists, and I'm sure we have a lot of guests that come on that are um, of other political um, beliefs. So may- maybe we can start asking that question to any given guest. I- I'd really like to uh, explore this idea more because I think I landed on something there with. You know, maybe it's just cyclical: anarchy, monarchy, democracy, and just keeps going in a cycle. I feel like I, I feel like I, cracked the code there. Okay, I'll I'll leave it with that. But yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Let us know. Okay, um, do we have a stinger for the fountain stuff?
0: No, I do. Can we make one? I will do what I can about fountain. Okay, what are we doing with fountain? I don't understand.
1: It's time for. Oh fuck! What did I call it? Boost reads.
0: Oh, boost reads.
1: Okay, wait. We have a boost read this week, dude. We have lots of boost reads, um, guys. This this is part of the. This is the part of the show. If uh, if you're listening to us on any podcast app, that's great. But we're really trying to uh, tend people to go towards an app called Fountain. If you're new to Bitcoin, maybe you don't know what that is. It's a. It's called a podcasting 2.0 app where you can go on, listen to all your favorite podcasts uh, and this one. And what you can do while you're listening is you can click a button and say, I want to stream two sats per minute while I'm listening. Cause I like these guys and that's really cool. Uh, and those get streamed over the lightning network straight into our wallets. It's really dope. Uh, and additionally to that, you can send a boost where you can put in, I don't know if there's a minimum, um, but say so you can send a hundred Sats and you can send us a message and we will read them off here so we're gonna do that now um let's see here okay so last week we got a boost from rage rat oh it's rage oh r-a-g-3-a-f i know who the- this is the signs guy i don't know why i didn't put it's that together guy. I, just, guy. I just put that together uh, gonna be on the show in the future looking forward to chatting with you he says satoshi saves okay this is in response to the eric case in episode which was last Did, week do, right
0: oh i see Okay, that is, okay all right yeah go ahead so he
1: says satoshi saves the meat suit jesus saves our soul these two are nowhere near equal but both saviors humans can be saviors but only jesus can be a messiah you buy Bitcoin at the price you deserve, and you find Jesus at the amount of suffering you deserve.
0: I think that's uh, well said. I think that's pretty fucking spot on, dude. Yeah, that's cool, man. Like, he, I hate the fact that he literally distilled like an hour and a half conversation down into like a paragraph. Like, we could have just said that, and that would have been the podcast for the week, I suppose. But that's what it's uh, about, man. But that's that's a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid statement.
1: Our whole and show... I, I, Our whole show, Doug, is just let's take a concept that some people have hashed out in a tweet and we'll turn it into a season of podcasts. (laughs) I've seen some people, I think that happened recently, where I just read somebody say something like, fuck, I've been talking about this for like four months. Anyways, it's nice when people can distill it down. That's what it's all about. Uh, It makes it easier for future Bitcoiners. And secondly, we have another boost from Rat, Rat. He says uh best episode for uh in response to the eric and episode as well best episode for beginners to get started in the cult i agree that's awesome <laughs> because we said it's not a good episode for beginners but anybody that's like in there ready to be part of the cult they're like oh yeah this is this is what i'm looking for yeah. uh we also got one from new listener i guess mucky underscore done or doom. i would say dune yeah and Uh, in response to, it doesn't say which episode, but he says, I uh, think it's just a
0: random, I think it was just a random boost. I think you can boost either. You can boost on the episode as you're listening to it, I guess, or then you can just boost us, which we appreciate. Thank you so much, dude.
1: And he says, love the show. Just figuring out this fountain app. Absolutely, man. Yeah. It's a little bit difficult,
0: but, uh, you'll figure it out quickly. It's fine. And finally, by the way, Mucky, I'm kind of with you on that one. I'm still having issues (laughs) with it. So you're not alone, brother. It's,
1: there was just an update that came out, so I'm gonna look into that after the show and see what they did because uh, they updated some
0: stuff. But oh, you know? oh, yeah, that remind me after we get done, there. I, I reached out to them, there's something I want to talk to you about, so okay.
1: right on, okay. And uh, from Justimo, that's your friend, right? Just how, that's how Justissimo, it? yeah. That's Justissimo, boy. he says, Love the show, keep up the laws. stack sets, baby. Thanks, Justissimo, <laughs> we appreciate you, that's man. Thanks for it. listening. I'm happy that we found. That's probably like your one good buddy that you got into Bitcoin, right? It feels good. When he's, he... he's my solid save. Yeah. Like yeah. he's my, my, he's solid, my solid orange. Print. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I've tried to save a lot of people, but he's the one that t- totally gets it. So that's awesome. So, that's awesome. By the way, dude, I'm excited to hang out. I think we're going to hang out tomorrow by the time this podcast comes out. So excited. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So that, uh, that has been this, this week in uh fountain, fountain, uh, what do we call this? Fountain boost. boost reads boost boost reads oh it's got to be boost reads reads all right boost reads boost can do about the reads okay stop it i get what you're doing cut it out anyways everybody thank you so much for commenting it means the world to us uh not because of the sats just because you know what it is for me and jeff you chime in on what it is for you but uh i just like the fact that we're we've been doing this for four seasons now and now we're starting to get people talking back to us. Like that's the exciting part for me. Like the idea that our ideas are going out into the universe and they're kind of coming back now and people have something to say. Like that's, that's very cool. So no, keep I, keep posting, keep boosting. And uh, we're happy to read every week guys. So, I
1: absolutely agree. I, I would, I would have this conversation with you every week and just be happy about it. But the fact that people listen and uh, chime in that, that makes it all the more, Oh, yeah. Cool, okay. uh, definitely. But uh yeah, uh, I'll never stop talking about Bitcoin and I'm glad that uh, some people are finding value in it, so we appreciate you guys. Agreed. Okay.
0: And with All right. that um uh I actually deleted that. So <laughs> so yeah. That's right. It's time for uh the oi. weekly price check. Oi, 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 oi. 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 Oi, oi, oi. Oi that's how
1: the thing goes what? you said you
0: deleted it so i was just doing the stinger form. yeah well because when we first started the podcast which you guys didn't hear mm-hmm. i hit that up. one first mm-hmm. and then when i tried to stop it i actually just deleted it out <laughs> of the roll so i'll have to put that back in for next week so we can hear classic it. all of this is behind the scenes and none of it makes any sense to you guys listening because why bitcoin presents your weekly price chat we are professionals. Don't try this shit at home. More Anyways, editor Jeff, problems. More editor, more prob- editor problems. <laughs> I got 99 problems and an edit is also one of them. <laughs> all the right, uh, It's time for the weekly price check, guys. You okay, know how fun. we do this. Okay, I'll,
1: I'll say it. If this is your first time listening to this show, uh, hopefully you know by now that the price doesn't matter. We don't give a crap about the, what the price of Bitcoin is. We're going to buy it all the time as much as we can as often as we can, but uh, we started this show at the beginning of our Bitcoin journey and we thought it would be fun to keep track of the price. Just this little time capsule, I think it's fun. Um, so what Doug and I decided to do was make a game of it uh, where we both guess what the price of one Bitcoin is gonna be at the following recording of our podcast. Whoever guesses closer gets a point. At the end of our season, whoever has the most points uh, wins a pot of sats. The pot of sats is starts at 100,000 if we have a guest on we ask and if they win if their guest is closer than either of them doug or eyes then we add 5,000 cents to our pot and uh currently we've had a few guests but nobody's beaten us yet so currently the score is whoa i'm not prepared again okay uh doug four jeff four and pot at 10,000 cents so we're even
0: right now dude all right. Yep. Why don't you tell us for. and uh, so this week, uh, bitch bear Jeff. He managed to squeak it out again. Uh, I have the current price uh, in USD that no one gives a shit about at 18995 and fifty cents. <gasps> what, dude? Yeah, I guess I guess it went down.
1: 18995 um, and ninety. I'm four dollars off.
0: No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Oh. No, you're not. Last week, you bet twenty thousand and one dollar and twenty-one cents.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry, I have my mind written down from two weeks ago.
0: Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I I had it at twenty-one thousand four four seven eight five six. So Bro, Jeff, five dollars off two weeks. You, you. Oh, great. Okay, but that's <laughs> not the game. So you win again. Sweet. I'm so tired of this bitch bear winning bitcoin come on satoshi bring it on let's do this ding dong going okay to UK, baby let's go <sighs> <laughs> i want i want i want four
1: figure bitcoin i want four figure sats man that's the i don't goal. think we're
0: going to i just i just don't think no, I don't. that's how bitcoin works so that
1: would be insanity if it did
0: but uh yeah. four figure four figure sats let's go <laughs> that's my new goal you guys are going to be so pissed with your stack chain if you—if that's the case. No, are going to have beautiful. to a new stack chain.
1: Stack chain so. would be awesome. That would just mean you get a lot more uh, sats for your stack.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: Is that thing going on still? People are still stack it's chaining? It's still rolling. It's stronger than ever. It's at like 2,000. Uh, Corey Clipston is all in on it. He's, making, he, he's changing swans so that you can t- display your amount of sats bought in dollars just to make it good for stack chain. Cool. Do you not follow Corey? Uh, we might. Not I do follow, follow Corey,
0: but he doesn't really show up in my feed for whatever reason. Because he's a
1: stack chainer, you got to follow him and see what he's up to. It's so good. Mm. Okay. Mm, indeed. Yeah, stack chain is still going hard, man. If any stack chainers are listening. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. Keep going, love stack it. chainers. Keep, keep all right, team. all right, Jeff. <laughs> we're gonna take uh, thirty seconds here, give or take, and we're gonna come up with our guesses for next week, starting now. Right, Jeff, as the winner this week, you get to go first. All right, man. I just went with a boring number. I don't know what
1: it's going to do. It's been so crazy lately. I'm saying 19 555, and fifty-five cents.
0: Okay, nineteen five 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 five. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, I'm going to uh, be the uh, the the bull again, and I'm going to go. I'm going to stick it with twenty-one. Twenty-one. Twenty-one thousand two hundred and twelve and twelve cents. Boom. Two one two one two one two. Let's do it. Why not? It's a good number.
1: Uh, Hey, can I um, can I do a little uh, tell you about how my orange pilling is going? I know it's at the end of the show. Usually, I don't do this here, but I'm kind of excited about how things have been going. So I've been. uh, subtly slowly orange filling uh the fella i'm working with and for and he finally bought his first bitcoin and it was right okay so the price has gone pretty insane over the last couple weeks like it's gone up 10 and then down 10 and all sorts of shit And i've kind of just plowed it in his brain hey man just buy it and then when it goes up buy more and then when it goes down buy more so now every morning he's coming he's like oh what's going on with the price i'm like yeah dude you have to stop staring at the price he's like i'm not staring at the price i just check it in the morning and I check it in the i'm like yeah i know we all do that it's hard not to but he uh he bought and then the price went down and he's like so i bought more because the price went down i was like sweet and he also sent set up a daily dca he's like and now i'm buying because i told him that i buy every day because i have an auto thing going through and I showed him how to do that. And he's like, yeah, I set that up too. So I'm buying, I'll just say X amount every day. I'm like, that's sweet, man. So this guy's, uh, he's, he's starting to really get it because, oh, the other thing I wanted to say, he came in and he asked me, uh, he specifically said, listen, I know you don't really give a fuck about the price. And I was like, sweet, this is, a <laughs> great, this is a great way to start this sentence. I love it. But he's like, can you just explain to me why it's going up and down? And so I kind of like I won't get into it now, but I I gave them a a little crash course of, uh, you know, why the price goes up, leverage longs or leverage shorts or big sells or big buys and and why Bitcoin is so bouncy because it's just supply and demand. Uh, It's simply just, you know, if people are buying, price go up, people are selling, price go down. and yeah, we got into a little bit of that, but he's, he's asking more and more questions and it's exciting and he's set up his DCA. So it feels good. I feel
0: like I'm, the DCA is the way to go, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I set that up months ago with Swan. I've never looked back, dude. It feels so good. And that's really that when you get to that point, I really think that's when you can genuinely stop giving a shit about the price. <laughs> like it genuinely doesn't matter at that point.
1: Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I was just, uh, I'm happy that that's going well. And he's, yeah, good uh, for you, man.
0: That's awesome. That's he's very, very much cool. a,
1: he's very much a Bitcoiner in his heart. Like you know, when you meet somebody that they're, they're a Bitcoiner, they don't know it yet, and he is. So very next cool. step is to get him to try and set up some dope ass um, miners in on his house. I'm going to see if we can get some rolling because I think he can afford it, and it would be <laughs> cool.
0: Yeah, this is the market to do it in. Get, get it now before it gets to get too out of. Before, you know, price goes way up, and then everybody wants to mine again. You know, mm-hmm. so.
1: Oh man, okay, good show.
0: All right, all right, Jeff, uh, you won, so uh, take it out, man. Let's,
1: uh, let's show ourselves here quickly. Uh, I like doing this. If you uh, made it this far in the show, we appreciate you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at YBitcoinJ. Doug, you control the other Twitter, which is YBitcoin. Underscore. Uh, you can also always. Uh, find us. We have a discord that we check on occasion. We also have an email. If you want to reach out, if you want to be on the show or anything, uh, ask at gmail.com again. You know what? I wanted
0: to say something about that. Actually, mm -hmm. if you guys listening, if you have a suggestion for us on who should be on the show, reach out, let us know. We'll, we'll contact them because we're always looking for, for fresh faces. So yeah, absolutely. Figure, Figure we have an audience. We might as well tap them, you know, collective knowledge and whatnot. So Mm-hmm. anyway sorry go ahead yep
1: and uh, definitely open to we're open to talking to anybody i love talking to just bitcoin plebs and uh we have a solid lineup coming up in the next couple months here so look forward to that um oh, i guess we should chill this because we haven't talked about it in a long time uh doug and i and tomer stroll follow him oh man i should have his twitter but uh we all are reading or have read a book called stranger in a strange land we're gonna give our thoughts and discussion about it and how it relates to Bitcoin and what we think about that. Uh, we're calling the session, uh, sci-fi with Strolight, and we're going to do three books this season. So if you want to be par- part of that you still have time, we're going to have them on on October 3rd or 4th, uh, find the book stranger in a strange lane. It's fucking awesome. Um, it's Robert
0: Heinlein stranger in a strange land. It's a great book. Uh, yeah, if you're not into sci-fi, this is a really easy one to get into. Mm-hmm. It's not; uh, it's more philosophical than sci-fi, which most sci-fi actually is when you get down to it. But <laughs> that's what I realized. Anyways, uh, do Tom- it. Read the book, and then you can uh, you can comment with some knowledge when uh, when we decide to have that conversation. So
1: absolutely, Tomer's uh, Twitter is at Tomer Strolight. So that's pretty simple. Uh, okay, and with that, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. Oh yeah, last thing. Uh, if you did like the show, best way to support us is just share it with a friend. If you're like, hey, this is a pretty decent Bitcoin podcast. You know, there's a lot of Bitcoin podcasts out there, but I like this one. Tell your friends about us. That'd be really cool. Um, okay, and with that, we thank you for listening. And as always, if ever you're outside and you're staring at the sky and you're wondering, what, what is that? What is that? Where am I? What am I doing? Why? How about stop? Don't ask what? Why ask why? Oh, fuck. I fucked it up. (laughs) Alright. I'll
0: I'll edit that. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's good. It's good. It's good.